let's talk with Trenton Nelson. And we're here today talking about some news that is literally breaking. It is breaking uh, throughout different papers, publications, online resources. We happen to have two of the gentlemen from the Sangamon Valley Sierra Club who are near the center of this story alongside, of course, the city of Springfield, CWLP, the Army Corps of Engineers, the Illinois EPA, as well as the United States EPA. And if you haven't gathered what I'm talking about yet, well... Have you heard of Hunter Lake? We are here with Nick Dodson, Don Hanrahan of the Sangamon Valley Sierra Club to speak on just that and a bit of documentation provided by the U.S. EPA. It doesn't necessarily look so great for the Hunter Lake project. Good morning, fellas. How are we? Good morning. Doing real well. Good morning, Trent. Uh, it is a wonderful morning to have a wonderful morning, and we're happy to have you guys here. But let's jump right into this. Don, Nick, what documentation has been uncovered recently that the United States Environmental Protection Agency previously sent to the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers concerning Hunter Lake? Well, what happened is that there was a, a comment period uh, to the draft supplemental environmental impact study. And uh, the comment period closed September 25th. So uh, one, uh, one of the opponents of Hunter Lake was trying to get new documentation, anything that's come in since September 1st from Department of Natural Resources. Well, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency copied its comment that they sent to the Army Corps of Engineers to IDNR. They sent it to this opponent, he sent it to me, and I opened it up and I saw, oh my gosh, the US EPA is opposing Hunter Lake and recommending to the Army Corps that it deny the permit for Hunter Lake. So that's what we've got. And Don, in this letter in this explanation from the United States Environmental Protection Agency. What are some of the reasons that it lists as per why the United States Army Corps of Engineers should not go about permitting this project to go forward? Well, it's, it's not much of a surprise. I mean, this is a, a federal agency doing its job. And what they said is that the project does not comply with the Clean Water Act. It doesn't comply based on its stated purpose and need. It hasn't, they haven't demonstrated a need for it. It failed on the alternatives analysis that they uh, did not look at reasonable alternatives to Hunter Lake. They specifically emphasized water quality problems that they know will exist if the lake is built and they strongly criticized and questioned the proposed mitigation of all the terrible damage that this project is going to cause to the natural environment. So that's it in a nutshell. Uh, it's a 10-page single-spaced document, so there's a lot of content. And Don, having spoken to you and Nick about this in the previous weeks, having gone over um, the DSEIS report and the comments that were made uh, by yourself. What would you consider that many of the items that the US EPA marked down are items that you and 
and your colleagues have mentioned previously concerning this project? Yes. In fact, um, a lot of these same things, the purpose, the need, uh, the water quality issues, the alternatives, that stuff we've been railing about for 30 years and have made comments about. The EPA, U.S. EPA has been following this since the inception of the project. It's their job, you know, and uh, they followed this. They've raised water quality concerns very strongly in the past. And uh, so I'm not really surprised that they did their job finally, and I'm very happy with this letter. And Nick, what was your reaction to reading this? What was the reaction of the greater Sierra Club, Sangamon Valley Sierra Club, and and what happens next in this ordeal? Because, of course, it's not over. It's, and things don't end, Nick. You know that. Right. So the way I look at it, it's a very vindicating moment for the environmentalists, the conservationists, the folks in this area that are against this, because uh, a lot of these comments totally reiterate the comments that we brought up to them as well. Um, so I just want to mention the power of the Freedom of Information Act. All of this is possible because of government accountability and transparency. So I want every listener that hears this to know full and well that if there is a topic that you're curious about with your local leaders, local government, etc., you can submit a Freedom of Information Act request. And that's exactly how we got this document. We would have had no idea. The Army Corps of Engineers didn't share it with us. The EPA didn't share it with us. CWLP allegedly didn't know about it. And, you know, just the power of the people was able to bring this to light. CWLP was not prepared to respond with an official statement when WMAY contacted them on Thursday. And late on Thursday evening, CWLP objected to the assertion that the United States Environmental Protection Agency letter that was obtained by WMAY and various other outlets was in any way suppressed. You'll be able to find a link to that on WMAY.com as well. What do we make of that? My first reaction was, why am I getting this this way? How come this wasn't made public? And um, the way it's supposed to work, after the comment period is over on September 25th, the Army Corps is supposed to bundle these up, summarize them, and send them to the applicant, which is CWLP. And I don't know if that happened. Maybe the Army Corps hadn't done that yet. But I mean, if I was... Uh, CWLP on September 26th, I would have been saying, could you please send us the comments, particularly, you know, could you send us agency comments? Could you send us the comments we know from the organized opponents like Prairie Rivers Network, like Sierra Club, like people that have commented in the past? Could you at least send us those? I would have been asking for that the next day. So I don't know. I mean, it's perfectly conceivable that they were blindsided. Um, but there's also a good chance that maybe they were embarrassed by uh, a truly a display of incompetence on this application process. Um, the FOIA line by line explains the lack of um, true ability to complete the application from the self-proclaimed study that said we needed water, more water recreation needs in our community. 
and verbatim from this study. However, the study also found that most 70% of respondents were satisfied or very satisfied with the current availability of aquatic recreation options. The DSEIS identifies over 45,000 acres of public lakes and over 11,000 acres of rivers available for water-based recreation within a 50-mile radius. I'm trying to be more charitable, uh, but really it is it's a huge black eye for CWLP and it's it's a big deal it's not that the US EPA can tell the Army Corps what to do but this is a really strong signal that it's what you would call I guess uh, it's subsidiary the Illinois EPA is next on the list for giving a permit for a clean water permit and here's the federal agency, the penultimate authority on what the Clean Water Act means, telling the Army Corps and the EPA and Illinois Department of Natural Resources, it ain't going to pass muster. Let's talk with Trent R. Nelson here with Don Hanrahan and Nick Dodson of the Sangman Valley Sierra Club. And the problem is, is that, as we've noted on previous discussions, when the Notable environmental communal groups make suggestions or critiques of policy. And then we see these institutions continue to push forward with activities, whether it be doing surveys concerning Dalman or Hunter Lake. And then we have larger institutions come back and say the same things that the local groups were saying. It does give the appearance of sort of a waste of resources, a waste of time, a waste of listening to the community. So why would the U.S. EPA send this out? Well, as I said before, the United States EPA's job is the Clean Water Act and the Clean Air Act, but the, for this purpose, for the Clean Water Act, they have always been concerned with uh, polluters building stuff that creates a polluted system. And in this case, it's the city, CWLP, building a dam that's going to impound phosphorus and nitrates. That's the problem. And the EPA has followed this from the beginning as they are statutorily commissioned to do. So I think that their interest in this is in ensuring that the waters of the United States do not become more polluted. So that's why they've been involved. They've been involved. They were involved the last time the permit was withdrawn back in 2008 to 2010. They submitted comments expressing their concern then that this might not meet the phosphorus standard. So they've been following this. So last time we had you lovely fellas down here, Don, you said, and I know this because I have it on recording, you said that you hoped that the comments made by you, by the other communities, by the other ecological groups, that you hope that CWLP would provide them to the city council. And you also said at that time that you did not think that, that was very likely. Now, with that said, this is seemingly a lot more, how you say, 
powerful or perhaps uh, convincing uh, to some than, than little old you and, and Nick. I can't believe it. However, will you guys be bringing this up to the city council and when it returns this next week? Without a doubt. And I did make sure that the city council did get copies of the uh, U.S. EPA letter. They say, to our audience, they say that one individual cannot change the world, cannot make a difference. They say that, but they say that so that you don't try. The truth is that each individual who makes an attempt has a good chance to change something significant. And Don Hanrahan, we appreciate your effort to change things. I, there's no way I, I did this by myself, but not by a long shot, Trent. There are so many people behind this effort besides me. I'm just a mouthpiece. That's what lawyers do. So uh, I appreciate that, but it is true. All the people that did the least little thing to help this along should be congratulated, and it's an example of what we can accomplish. This is not the end of the story, though. The Army Corps could still issue a permit. And if the Army Corps issues a permit, though, here's the thing. We've got the biggest gun in the country on our side. So if the permit is issued and we're forced to go to court to contest a permit, the U.S. EPA might intervene in the case on our behalf. They could certainly help in that regard. They can certainly help at the next stage of the process, getting the, the Section 401 Clean Water Act permit, which is their real wheelhouse. That's what they know the most about, and that's what they're telling the Illinois EPA and CWLP and the other agencies. They're saying, we don't think it can pass. So it is important. It's not over yet till it's over. So for those listening and for those who care, for those who have cared for 30 years and for those who only care now that they've heard this very conversation, Nick Dodson, Don Hanrahan, how can people read this? How can they see things? How can they learn things? How can they join and help what the Sierra Club of Sangamon Valley is doing? How can they make their voice heard to the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, the city of Springfield, CWLP, anyone who has business in this sector, how can people make their voices heard concerning this? Yeah, so I'm going to use the analogy of, you know, how to eat a whale. One piece at a time. One bite at a time is exactly right. So with that being said, each individual action makes a difference. You know, Don's been fighting this for the better part of his life, and he's just now getting great news on this. I've only been involved for maybe four years. Maybe you've only been involved for four weeks. Uh, maybe you're a person that would like to help advocate on behalf of the environment. Maybe you're somebody that just doesn't like bad policy at a local level. Uh, and with that being said, talking to your neighbors, talking to your friends, talking to your loved ones, explaining why this situation is the way it is and what you understand, helping them unpack it, helping spread the knowledge of what's going on and continue that cultural history of this legacy, of this terrible idea. Uh, is is paramount, number one. Number two, we'd love to have you at the Sangamon Valley Sierra Club. I'm not here to sales pitch it. I don't get any money for this kind of stuff. I am a volunteer. Don is a volunteer. We just care about our community. We care about the community health, the environmental health, the well-being of the water, the air, and people that live here. Uh, so if you're aligned with that, we'd love to have you as a part at our table. 
Um, so, you know, truly, it's just finding your piece of the pie that you're necessarily most engaged with, leaning into it. And if you're not sure how to start, you know, feel free to email me, nickdodson at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. I'm glad to help show you how to do a FOIA. I'm glad to show you how to help hold local electeds accountable. I'm glad to help you learn how to plan different organizing measures. Uh, but truly, it's just leaning into the discomfort and learning. You heard it here first, folks. The first step towards accomplishing any great task is educating yourself. We must know what we're doing in order to facilitate positive change. And uh, oftentimes, when you see things go wrong, it's because... Uh, Maybe things weren't thought out so well. And so we appreciate Don Hanrahan, Nick Dodson coming down to speak with us this morning on Let's Talk with Trent R. Nelson concerning Hunter Lake, because Hunter Lake concerns the community. Thanks so much for having us, Trent. Yeah, thank you, Trent. We are always happy to act as a megaphone for uh, those with positive uh, ambitions. Let's talk. With Trent R. Nelson, use your ambitions positively, too.